When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm Tracy Barnett, your host and narrator. Heroes, this is our finale of the series of Brindlewood Bay that I recorded with Jen and Shannon and Tim from Fortunate Horse. Just a wonderful time. It, I Thinking back on this game, it really makes me want to play Brindlewood Bay again, to be honest with you. Uh, I haven't had much time to play RPGs recently. I've been playing a lot more Magic, as you may have noticed, over on the OneShot Twitch channel. But Brindlewood Bay is something I would definitely love to come back to, and these three did such a fantastic job playing in the space that we all created together. So I'm not going to hold you up any longer. Let's get to the show. So straight down the hallway, uh, just a couple doors down, and on your left is the Christmas room. The door is is wrapped as it was before, and it is open, uh, unlocked, and, and ready to go in. We go in. Okay. It is the same as you left it. There is uh, a, a, a pathway, a, a hatch in the wall that is open, the, leading to the secret passages that apparently riddle this house, except not to the bedroom. Uh, the music is playing. It looks like it did before. It is warm, and it is comforting in here. It's nice in here. It's nice in here. It's nice in here. I'm ready to take a picture. All right, babe. And if it's not clear, I'm trying to do the cozy move. Oh, it was yeah. not clear, but I'm very, very pleased about this. This is that. <laughs> I didn't think the cozy move was going to make it in here, Shannon. I uh, a plus. This is awesome. <laughs> okay, so when you have an intimate moment uh, with another maven while one of you is engaged in your cozy activity, you get to choose one item from the cozy move list there, uh, Marla. Yeah. You get to do, you get to do one thing. Um, and, and frankly, like all of you can do the cozy move right now because this is a group activity. So that means that, uh, Ruby, you get to choose one from the list. And because it is your activity, Artemis, you get to choose two, uh, from the list. Which is useful because it, since it's your activity, one of the options for you is to stumble on a clue relative, relevant to an active mystery. And okay. you tell me what it is. So, what are you all choosing? I think Ruby, can we clear someone else's condition or is it just our own? You both, uh, Ruby and Artemis, have a condition at this point in time. I just hadn't uh, explicitly stated it yet. Oh. <laughs> so you you each have a condition uh, from what you just witnessed. Mm. Uh, oh. a terrified being the... <laughs> being oh, the terrified, yes. Yeah. Okay, so as I'm taking pictures of my friends, um, I am feeling calmed and less mm. fearful, and I am thus cleared from my condition but i'm also as i'm taking these pictures i'm getting into it i'm also snapping the picture of a clue Ooh, yeah um i have one that is 
particularly useful for this room if you would mm. like me to give it to you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's hear from the other two. What What are you choosing from the... Yeah, so Marla is was at first afraid of the flash of the camera because everything seems to be frightening her. But as she gets into the rhythm and she, she, she feels Ruby's hand on her shoulder, she starts to feel a little bit more calm and she gets cleared of her frightened condition. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ruby is... I don't know. I think she doesn't know that she's like kind of jittery and terrified because mm-hmm. she's already kind of jittery in general. <laughs> um, but uh, I think she's going to stumble on another clue too. Uh, so that's not an option for you in this one. Oh, it's not an it, option. Because it's for not me. your cozy activity, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Didn't get that. Yeah. Okay. So she clears her terrified state. Okay, awesome. It's just uh, so, it smells like cinnamon. Mm -hmm. It smells like baking cookies. Mm. Amelia must have that spray or like a little warmer infuser that's just like soaking through the room. Yeah. So you're you're taking the pictures. You're you're feeling a lot more calm. Uh, Artemis, is this uh, like a Polaroid? Uh, So you can see the pictures right away? Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Uh, So you're looking through the pictures. You're letting them develop. You're, you're all, all three of you are kind of like getting yourselves back together after the frightening incident that just happened in the bedroom. And Artemis, you're looking at the pictures, and there's there's a few that you like put the camera out and took selfies, right? Mm-hmm. And from different angles around the room, and you see in the background there's a wreath on the wall that you hadn't noticed before. And you turn to look at where it's hanging in the room and take a look at it directly. And you notice that there's holly on it, which, okay, Christmas wreaths have holly on it. But then there's also vines of poison oak and <gasps> nightshade berries. Um, hey, uh, hey, Marla, um, you're the expert yeah. in plants and stuff. Uh, yes. Is that wreath? look normal to you? It feels like it's got something weird going on there. And Marla takes a a closer look. Absolutely a wreath with poisonous and and or allergenic stuff on it. Huh. Why would she have such a wreath? Do not, ladies, do not go near this wreath. You will have a terrible, terrible reaction. Why would she have this wreath in this room? Hmm. Unless... Someone else put it there? Mm, that's that's what I fear. Hmm. Do we know if she was strangled by the pearls? Or if that was or if she was actually having an allergic reaction to something and they put the pearls over there after she died of the asphyxiation from the closing of the throat from the allergic reaction and the pearl was to make it seem like something else happened. That's quick thinking, Artemis. Thank you. I I know who to call. Who? <laughs> quick, let's find a phone. Is there a phone in the room or something like old school? Not in the Christmas room, but there is a phone down in the main drawing room where you all had gathered the chestnut room. Okay. Yeah. Back to the chestnut room. I think there was a phone. Let's go. Uh, Ruby is, is, is using the rotary phone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like clicking and, you know, puts a finger. Oh, yeah, this, this has nine in there. And 
Okay, it's ringing, it's ringing, it's ringing, it's ringing. Hurry up, hurry up. Hello. Hello. Oh, I'm on pins. Oh, is that you? Who else would it be? I'm the only one that lives here. <laughs> oh, but we need your help. Of, and really fast. Of course you need my help. Where are you? Uh, we're at Amelia's house, the big one with the columns. Oh, the columns. What are you doing? Don't tell me. I'll figure it out when I get there. Uh, bring your magnifying glass. I'm on my way. And she hangs up and um, kind of dusts her hands off and goes, Opal's on the way. Uh, there's, Yeah, there's going to be a scene uh, before Opal arrives. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. While we wait for Opal, I want to ask Thomas a couple questions. Where did that Thomas get to? Oh, Thomas. There is a... a Brief montage of you all like looking around different doorways into different rooms in the house trying to find Thomas. And you find him then in the dining room. And the question that I have for you as you enter the dining room, it is a it's a, a, a stately dining room, like the long table in the middle. It's a very formal uh, kind of setup. And the thing that I would like to know is what do you see in the grand dining room that shows you just how lonely Amelia truly was? <gasps> There's only one place setting. Oh! With the candelabra near it. That uh, you could see each of the chairs. There's only one chair that's worn in. Every other chair seems as if it's never been set. Ooh. Mm. There are uh, burnt out candles from like all every other part of the room. Like they see that the wicks haven't even been replaced. You know, and you can sort of tell that these have been, it's been a long time since those candles have been replaced and relighted. While, mm-hmm. the, while the candles nearby where she sits are brand spanking new. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you find Thomas sitting at that worn chair at the head of the table, uh, smoking a pipe. Oh, Thomas, there you are. I've actually been wanting to talk to you. I have a couple of Financial questions. Financial questions? Well, you are obviously speaking to the right person. Yes, I know that you're such a financial whiz. See, you see, I've been trying to set up my will, and I want to set it up in a way that's somewhat fair. Do you have any, you know, opinions on this? It depends on what you mean by fair. Fair to whom? Well, fair to the little family that I do have. You know, I have my niece, Sharon, but I would hate for, say, you know, my sister's, my sister to feel hurt that she didn't get her fair share. Hmm. It's a tricky business, that, making sure that people don't feel jaded. Hmm. Uh, so I'm going to need you to make a move here, I think, to mm. to see if you can get more out of him. Does, does this feel like the night move or the meddling move to you? It feels a little meddling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like I'm mm-hmm. trying to like sneakily meddle into his subconscious. Look, looking for a clue out of this? Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, then I think that is going to be plus presence. Okay, great. Yeah, presents, of presents. course it's presents. It's Christmas Day. Well, it's not Christmas Day, but it's Christmas <laughs> season. And that's hey. what presents are. Hey. Sorry. 
Merry Christmas. Ooh, nine. Whoa. Okay. So you are going to get a clue, uh, but there's also going to be a complication. So let me just take a look real quick. The, The clue that you get is as you're sort of glancing around, there are some Christmas decorations in here as well. Like the whole house is decorated for Christmas, not as ostentatiously as the Christmas room, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you see that off to the side, there is a, a statue of Frosty the Snowman. Okay. It looks looks like it's made out of paper mache. It almost looks like it's something that would have been like made by kids at a craft fair. It mm-hmm. has a little bit more of a uh, a home-worn look to it than than a lot of the other professional decorations that are around. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's from one of the fundraisers uh, that she's been attached to. But you catch a, a glint and you notice that there is a security camera in one of the eye lenses, like the eye made <gasps> of coal is actually a camera because the lens moves a little bit and catches the light just so. The complication is that Thomas begins talking and talking and talking. And he is just going on and on. He is not at all addressing anything about his family right he is literally giving you like the legal speak behind how to set up an appropriate will and trust he's actually answering oh. your question right yes sure sure thomas yes yes and then you have to make sure that the funds are put into a trust and mm-hmm. that you have the administrator set appropriately so that the funds can be dispersed with alacrity. And of course, you have to also ensure that any outstanding debts that the heirs would be liable for. So things ah, like is that the uh, doorbell? And Did anyone hear a doorbell? <laughs> the ramifications of that complication are that you do not hear oh, the doorbell okay. ring. And Opal just barges uh. in on her motorized scooter <laughs> and interrupts. Sis... You called, and I am here. Why didn't anyone answer the door? Sorry, sorry, Opal, Opal. We were, we were occupied. We were in such a great conversation. Hmm. It seems it. So, you wanted me to... And she's, she is being very loud and very deliberate. You wanted me to come, and you wanted me to bring my magnifying glass. Well... Here it is, and she has it on a chain around her neck. She kind of waves it back and forth. And Ruby produces the necklace, the collar from before. Mm-hmm. She's like, can you take a look at this first? Ex- excuse me, says Thomas. Yes. Uh, where did you Where did you get that collar? It's part of our investigation. It's part of your... Are you... Law enforcement officials. Officially? What does official mean? It means that if you have private property that belonged to my deceased sister in your possession, that you are, in fact, tampering with a crime scene. And that's a major issue. Tampering, tampering. Ruby puts Opal's uh, motor scooter in reverse and pushes her out the door with her. (laughs) Um... This is definitely a night move 
uh, you are trying to get out of the sticky situation. What do you think is going to happen if you fail? Thomas grabs Ruby somehow and does something. I think it's not just grabs Ruby and does something. I think it's that Thomas gets his sister involved and you are going to get kicked out of the house. (gasps) No. I don't know. What should I do? Should I do it? I can. Um, well, I, I have another idea to confront him. It's probably sure. the same thing, though, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but uh, what I want to do is be like, um, oh, all right, then. Well, I guess then we should just call the authorities, right? And I guess since we already have these things at hand, we'll just give everything to them and let them know what they're going to do. Because you're right. There it should be go. an official thing, right? Interesting. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, he doesn't okay. really have a legacy on here. What the? He's he's a he's a suspect. Right. You know mm-hmm. what we can say. We are. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I I like that a lot. Yeah, so let's do it. what what I think that is going to do? I think you're still trying to convince him. Uh, you're you're trying to yes. night move him. Uh, there, Ruby. I think that what Artemis said. I'm sure there's an assistance mechanic in this, but you're going to get to add another plus one to cool. your role because of what Artemis just brought yeah. to the table. Mm, so cool. it's going to be, pre- it's going to be presence for sure, but you're going to be able to add your presence plus one. Actually, no, they don't have plus one. It's advantage. You get to roll cool. with advantage. Yeah. So roll three D six plus your presence. And that is eight plus uh, zero. So it's an eight An eight. Still you do it or hold steady, but there's a complication or a cost. So he does walk over and he plucks the collar out of your hand <gasps> and he says, fine, you can finish your investigation, but the Hawthorne property stays with the Hawthorns. Oh, that. And he holds on to the collar. That's interesting. So you, so, ba- so legally, based on the legal stuff that you said that you get the property of the Hawthorns because we were actually pretty aware that. Last time you had a family member died, the possession of the funds and the estate didn't go to you. Maybe there's some new, uh, there's some new legalese we could see that would prove to you that this actually does, and I'm going to take it back, belong to you this time. Uh, he holds on to it, and you two are both like, kind of like pulling back and <gasps> forth a little bit. He pulls the arm back, because of course this is a TV show, and, and says, what happened when my parents died has no bearing on this matter today. I pull it back this way. Actually, I believe it has quite a whole lot of bearing to do on the situation today. Because I don't even believe that you've ever been over the situation. Which makes you a pretty big suspect, sir. All right. So, what are you looking to get out of this, uh, Artemis? I want him to confess. (laughs) (laughs) Or you want a clue. Or you want a clue. Or a clue. Then then you're looking for a clue, yeah. Because until until we do the 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 final the final thing, I want him to feel pressured to give me a clue. Okay, this seems like it might. So I'm just gonna uh, to to put this uh, forward to you because we're getting near the end of the session. Um, It's a thing that only that. The three of you can only do once per per game. It's the gold crown mysteries move mm. where once per session you get to say this reminds me of something that happened to Amanda Delacourt. So basically you provide the name of the gold crown mystery, the situation and how Amanda overcame or resolved the problem. Then you get a 12 plus on a single relevant role or you get to state a fact about this current situation that I get to, that I must incorporate. It seems like since you want him to confess 
Like mm-hmm. it seems like that this would be a really good reason to use this extra narrative mm-hmm. uh, power move. Yeah. So, okay. So, so you have to exclaim out loud the phrase in the move. This reminds me of something that happened to a man at Delacorte. <gasps> Specifically, the mystery of the untimely grandfather clock and going ding dong at the wrong time. Oh, yes. And there was a, a grandfather clock that um, was belonged to a grandparent that was in the uh, estate of the grandson. But then, and it never went ding dong before until it was a mysteriously fixed by a troll. And it went, went ding dong, and the and the bird, the cuckoo came out. The cuckoo had a a a piece of the will that had been torn off that said, "This should not go to the grandson. This should go to a." Amanda Delacourt, strangely enough. <laughs> I remember that. That was that was a real hit in book club. Yes. We love the books and we get drunk and we talk about other stuff too. And we have little snacks and we different turn to bring different snacks and stuff like that. But it reminds me of that mystery. And I'm beginning to think that you're a foot unless you can give me some information that I prove that we otherwise something that's happened. Alright, so uh, do you want me to, do you want to get a 12 plus on the clue roll um, for the meddling? Or do you want to state a fact that I have to incorporate? I'm going to clue roll. Yeah. Unlo- okay. Awesome. So you are going to get a clue and you're also going to get a void clue. He begins, Thomas just begins going off mm-hmm. about his sister, right? He talks about how stingy she was he talks about how domineering she was how she manipulated their parents and how even though he was cut out of the will he never ever complained he was the financial advisor he helped her he helped keep this family together even as his sister did things just to taunt him with it and he points at the wall where there's a Hawthorne family portrait where he actually shows you the portrait she insisted was never taken down. He is cut out of it carefully. He's like, I was right there. And, and it's, it's one of those things where it's not like he's just saying that he describes, he's not even looking at the portrait. He describes what everyone's wearing. He describes how it smelled that day. Like this is burned into his mind. It was a big family reunion and he is snipped out of the picture and there's just a white space. It's it's kind of yellowed over the years now of the uh, of the canvas behind the picture. Gone. I was gone, just gone. And still, I'm here. I have helped. I have taken care of things. I would not kill my sister. And then there's a silence that sort of follows. And then you hear a whispering coming from the corner of the room and it's it's it sounds almost like um have you heard music that's glossolalia right it's words that are supposed to sound it sounds that are supposed to sound like words mm. but they don't um the cocteau twins uh are famous for this uh, right yeah. uh so you you hear what sounds like speech but you cannot it, it, it's like on the edge of making sense mm. to you and you glance over and Chestnut the fourth is in the corner of the room looking up. Her eyes are like 
like aimed at like eye height where a human would be standing. And you hear this whispering coming from the dog. <gasps> Chestnut? You say uh, her name and the whispering stops and she looks over at you and just sort of wags her tail like a dog and trots into the kitchen. <gasps> Something very... I know it's Christmas season, but we've said it before. I'll say it again. Something very spooky about this ah! home. Ah! <laughs> I wonder what she was trying to say. Chestnut knows something. That's what I was saying at the, at the beginning of this whole affair. Do you follow the dog? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. As you head into the kitchen, you see that there is a panel popped open in the wall and you see Chestnut's tail disappearing into it. Mm. Follow that dog. Follow the dog. Let's follow okay. that Chestnut. So you all head into one of the crawl spaces that uh, is in the walls of this house. Um, because we haven't had one from her in a while, Marla, I'm going to have you set up the night move for this one. Okay. What's the worst thing you think could happen as you're navigating these passages? I think the worst thing that could happen is that we get stuck. Okay. Get locked in. Yeah. I think that the, it, it's not just that you would get stuck and locked in. It's that the walls themselves would begin pressing <gasps> towards you <gasps> and like compressing upon you. Yes. Do you still wish to follow the dog into this tiny, tight crawl space? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. This feels very physical to me. This feels like a vitality roll. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and make that roll plus vitality. Okay. Let's see. Ten. Yeah. Oh, hell yes. Ooh. That rules. Uh, on a ten plus, you do what you intended or you hold steady. What is it like... Marla, as you're sort of leading the way through these tight crawl spaces after the dog. Hello, heroes, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, at this point in time, I am neck deep in new baby stuff, and so I'm just going to take this opportunity to ask you, especially on the turn of this calendar year, to head to OneShot's Patreon and show your support. It's patreon.com slash one-shot podcast, and right now it is the primary way that we are able to earn money for the network. As you may have heard on campaign, and as will be happening here on OneShot, there will be ads inserted soon. Uh, that's a process that I am going to be getting to when I get back from parental leave, and we're doing that to make sure that we can keep growing what we're doing here at the network. If you want to make sure that we are less reliant on those ads, then Patreon is absolutely the best way to do that. At $5 a month, you get access to the Secret Archive, which is a huge, huge, huge collection of all kinds of great bonus content from shows from all across the network. As well, you get access at $10 a month to the Dear Who section of Campaign, where you can send in prompts for the cast of Campaign Skyjacks to act out, to improvise through, to the delight of everyone who has a chance to listen to it. $15 a month gets you access to the book club, and we are going to be soon uh, getting some new stuff ready on Patreon as we are planning a big push here in 2023. So I thank you very much for your listening and for your support of the network. It is 
a delight to me that I get to do this for a living. It makes me so very happy, and I thank you for that very, very much. Now, with all that out of the way, let's get back to the show. Yes, so Marla is having almost a flashback of one of the earlier hikes that she did with her deceased husband, which was actually navigating through a small cavern crawl space. It, it's like the mountain, it, up in the mountain, there had there were these big boulders that you kind of had to squeeze through to get back to the path. So it almost like is instinctual. She's remembering her husband told her, keep one arm on the wall and the other arm in front of you as you move through to make sure that you don't bump into anything. And she's guiding the other two ladies with this new confidence, feeling like her husband, her deceased husband is there with her. Fantastic. You make your way through the crawl spaces. You pass what you think is probably the entrance to the Christmas room. Mm. Right. You we hear you, the you music. Pa- yeah. yeah. You hear, you hear that faintly and you, and you've gone far enough that you think you've passed the entrance to the office and things suddenly turn right like you're heading toward the other wing of the house that oddly enough, none of you have, we've never been up to yet. (laughs) And it opens up into like an attic room. There's a soft glow up here. It's almost like candlelight, but you can see that it's like a, a a portable lantern (gasps) almost. And it, it, it's, it's just like a little, like a little kid's hidey hole. Almost right. Like if 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 two kids had found a secret space in a house and had made a, a hideout for themselves, yeah. there's all kinds of, of, of stuff sitting around here. And Chestnut the fourth like wanders over and finds a blanket and just just does the dog turnaround thing and oh flops God. down on the blanket and lays down. This is where you've been hiding Chestnut. Chestnuts must have has spent some time up here. But why? Someone had to light this lantern. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Lantern lit. Three devils. Hmm. Uh, is there anything else in the room? Uh, you would have to do some investigation. Maybe meddle a little bit. Ah, uh, yes. Um, Ruby is going to look through some boxes. Fantastic. Uh, that seems reasonish to me seems like some some research okay oh guess what that's a 10 oh yeah <laughs> i love it i love i love these good rolls right at the end that's fantastic so you find in these boxes uh let's see, gosh there's so many good options for this for this space let's see what you find yeah we're gonna go with this is you find uh a letter uh mm-hmm. handwritten uh pretty old and it's detailing someone it's it's very anecdotal it, it it's 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 written in the form of you know when i when i served back in the war we thought when we left that we were going to be uh heading out to fight for our country and i know that's what we did i know that we we were doing the right thing but that doesn't change the things that I saw and the people that I lost while I was out there. And as you keep reading, it is, it's basically a, an indication of how someone's PTSD from serving in world war two never 
really left them alone Mm. and how it no matter how much money they had accumulated, it wasn't enough. And after his wife died, he couldn't take it any longer. And you realize that it's Amelia's father's suicide note (gasps) that someone had saved up here. So that was the incident that kicked off Amelia inheriting all of the money. Wow. And Thomas uh, getting cut out of everything. <gasps> this is just awful. This is just awful. And the, and the note and the note says, "I know she'll take good care of it." Hmm. It doesn't say anything bad about Thomas, but specifically, it said <laughs> said the the note says that that she will take good care of it. So that jibes with like how the will was set up. Mm-hmm. Well, take a look at this, girls. Oh. <gasps> What a sad note. How tragic. No matter how much money was accumulated through life, nothing could stop the haunting ghosts from running to his head to the point of self to death. (sighs) Tragic. It must have, for Amelia, this must have been a big burden, the idea that she was so entrusted with all the funds that she had to make sure. With a lot of pressure. It, there's something else. It, it's not just the money. Hmm. I don't know what it is. Is it? And then Ruby looks over at the dog. Chestnut? Chestnut? (laughs) Perhaps. Chestnut, speak. Speak as you would towards a human. Oh, dear puppy. It's true, something's going on. Speak, Chestnut. There is something that you know that is a foot in a way that we do not know is a foot, and that you have shown yourself to be a little close to speech before, and we demand from your lord Satan himself. I don't know, I'm trying. <laughs> from your lord Satan himself, give us the knowledge of your dogish heritage. Chestnut doesn't say anything. This may seem strange, but I'm going to need you to, to roll a medal for me there. <laughs> Um, I have a question. Yeah. I've been rolling a six-sided die. Is that the dice you're supposed to be yeah. rolling? Yeah, you have two okay. of them. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Fuck, it's a six. Six, so the dog is... Can I have just... an advantage for being such a for that being such a cool move, though? Absolutely. <laughs> I will... I will I, for yeah. invoking the name of, of the dog's lord, Satan, you can have roll advantage. <laughs> well, um, now it's seven, so... Oh, hey, that's... You get it with a complication. Yeah! So... Uh, so Chestnut stands up and walks over and like sniffs at your hand and then goes and noses at a bundle of papers. <gasps> What's this? I look at the, I start flipping through the papers. So you start flipping through the papers and what you see is that it is, it, it looks like a, a stack of Christmas cards, but what you, what you notice is that all of them are verging on explicit in their content <gasps> sexually speaking oh and you see a resemblance you know you've been throughout this entire house you've seen family portraits everywhere mm-hmm. right you've seen all kinds of different people and the inference that you're able to to draw from this is that part of where the family's money came from yeah was the sex industry oh. that even Mother Hawthorne is in some of these. Obviously, much, much, much younger. But Mother Hawthorne, Amelia's parents. Wow. Like, there was 
that that's part of what they did was they made lewd Christmas cards. Wow. My word. Hey, this is actually getting me a little bit on board. <laughs> not the time, not the time, <laughs> Artemis. What? If we can get hot and bothered on Christmas, then what's the point of ever getting hot and bothered? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. It feels like we. this isn't common knowledge, maybe, and it's been tucked away. I wonder if it's trying to be, if Amelia was trying to hide this knowledge from the rest of the town. <gasps> it's a little exploitive, isn't it? Yes. This Wait. seems like a good time, uh, with the amount of time we have left, since we we'll, we need to do a little bit of wrap-up as well, mm-hmm. to do the theorize move. Mm. Hell yeah. So you can run through the clues that you have, and I will happily run them down for you again. Then you will roll. You currently have a plus three on your Ooh. roll. Nice. Because you okay. have gathered uh, ten clues, and the difficulty of this mystery is a seven. So here's what you have found. The bundle of racy Christmas cards that you just discovered. You have the secret crawl space and the suicide note. You have the parody version of the 12 Days of Christmas, which are a scathing indictment of the Hawthorne family as a whole. You have the Christmas tree ornament that mocks um, Everett. You have the security camera hidden in the paper mache mache statue of Frosty the Snowman. You have the family portrait that has Thomas cut cut out of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. You have Amelia's parents' will, leaving her nearly everything and cutting out Thomas. You have a Christmas wreath festooned with poison oak, nightshade, and holly, and an extravagant gift for Chestnut the Fourth. Interesting. And what is uh, narratively prompting you to wrap this up is that Opal is shouting down these passageways, Ruby, my chair won't go in there. <laughs> Ladies, if I know, if I know the detectives, I know they're here in any moment. It's time to put our heads together and figure out exactly what has gone on here. Let's figure it out. Mm. Well, it's clear that Thomas definitely has a motivation. He was cut out of the will, and he was cut out of Amelia's family photo, literally. But the question is, does he have enough motivation to kill he would certainly maybe have heard about this necklace that was getting bought for chestnut, and yet he probably didn't have a single gift himself. Hmm. And also, similarly, think about Everett. He knows how to go into those secret spots yes. to lock things up, and he knows that he doesn't need the money, so it, uh, people would be looking a different way. And he also, if he knows about this lewd family secret, perhaps he's trying to keep it hidden so it doesn't ruin his prestigious acting career. Which, frankly, is already ruined in my mind because I can't even say I'm like an actor anymore because I think he's such a dang jerk. Mm, the only person we didn't talk to was that Avery. Avery Partridge. Like the pear tree. Oh, true. True. Avery. That was, and that's Everett's father. It mm-hmm. could be a group. It could be that. Could Do we think that Everett could have been working with Thomas? Possible. Everett and Thomas. So they're both in it together. He gets full control of the money, and Everett gets the satisfaction knowing that this family's secret will stay safe. Exactly. Maybe. I could see that happening. What if it went on social media? These lewd Christmas cards. It could ruin Everett's career, and Thomas knew that. So, you say that, 
and it cuts to the dining room. The police are there and they've gotten everyone together. And Marla, you just finished laying out your entire theory for the police. And that is why these two are the reason why Amelia is no longer with us. Who would like to roll a d6, 2d6 plus 3? <gasps> uh. Jenna, I feel like you've had the lucky rolls yeah, recently. Me? So. Oh, yeah. no. Okay, what is, what is the roll again? 2d6 plus 3. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay, Ruby just po- starts to point an accusing finger. Two accusing fingers. <laughs> and that's a 10. <laughs> On a 10 plus, it is the correct solution. So you you outline everything and Sheriff Dalrymple looks at you three and just sort of grumbles under his breath and says, obviously, we need to make a formal investigation and we need to look at everything. But we are going to take the two of you down to the station for questioning. This is as much credit as as you like ever get from the sheriff because he really doesn't like that, that the mystery mavens keep meddling in all of his quote unquote actual police work Mm. as they are taken away. What do you all do? Like you're, you're sort of left standing uh, at the foot of the steps of this house. It is now like nine o'clock at night. You're in new England. It's December. The wind is uh, blowing. The snow is picked up a little bit. Opal is there uh, on her her scooter. How do you how do you close this out? What's the end of the episode like? Let's steal some gifts from the Christmas room and get some hot chocolate. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just like, yes, let's commit crime. Uh, yes. Yeah. Time. <laughs> Amelia would want us to gift these gifts. Opal says, way ahead of ya. And she like lifts up the blanket on the basket of her, uh, her scooter. And there's just all kinds of stuff from the Christmas room. And she just starts laughing and putters down the driveway. <laughs> yeah. We all, all, we all hop onto um, the back. Yeah. Onto her back and like sort of stack up like tum like a, like tumblers in the circus or like a, yes. the hats for sale book or some shit. And Ruby's at the top and just yells, Merry Christmas, everyone. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's fantastic. Oh, thank you all so much for playing Brindlewood Bay. This is this has been absolutely lovely. Uh, we have just one more thing to do. We're not going to worry about advancements and such because uh, we didn't bother to check any extra stuff at the beginning. I also forgot to check and see if you had any beginning of session moves. That's okay too. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> procedure, procedure, procedure. Where are we? End Stars and wishes. That's oh, right. Stars. Yeah, we're gonna skip the end of session questions because that's that's for experience points. Um, oh right, right. So stars are things you enjoyed about the session. Wishes are things that you would hope to happen in the next session. Because who knows what the future will bring? So we might as well. If you don't mind, I'll I'll kick things off. Uh, it is just a joy to play with you three. Like, um, there is something that is extremely special to me about playing with people. Uh, who are not just role players, but also who are actors who have who have that background because the everyone tends to bring 
a more focused kind of energy. And everyone also knows that the other people are there to really lift up the jokes and to and to really play off of one another in in a way that is not designed to highlight what any one per like you're not highlighting yourself when you jump off of someone else's joke. What you're doing is you're actually highlighting the other person. Mm-hmm. And that is it's such a delight. Like it's it's one of my favorite things. So that that is that's my star for for this. I think we'll, we'll start and do stars first. So Oh my gosh. I don't know. How to how to choose? <laughs> my my star is I love I love that this this game highlights the idea of like older women just like coming together, being sleuthy and solving a crime. I just I love the world it lives in. Uh, I think it's so fun. I think it's so different. Yeah, that's yeah my- awesome. I yeah, love how. I, oh, oh, go ahead. No, go, 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 I just love how collaborative it is. Like mm-hmm. we didn't necessarily need to do this, but every room we entered, you would ask us what you know what was inside of it, and it was yeah. kind of like another version of the cozy little place, mm-hmm. and it just made it so much ours. And it was just so much fun to come up with the tchotchkes and the things that are in there. Like that really colors the whole experience. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think something about this game allows everyone to connect to each other in ways that are both like efficient and like because we we've all been in each other's homes. It's like we all know each other so well that it's like <laughs> we don't really reference what we do in the homes almost at all in this. Right. But it's like everyone is so cool with each other in a way that I feel like when I do other role playing games, it's so much like you're always grasping to make relationship connections. Right. And you, we didn't really need to here. We could just yeah. like be next to each other yeah. and have yeah. that be easy and fun, which is like really, really kind of nice. Yeah. yeah. That's so much of the plot in other places, but because they're such an established, they're the mavens, you know? Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. That's what really makes it special. Uh, my wish would be, and who knows, this may be a, a vain hope, but that we would get to do this again sometime that, because it yeah. was, it was, it's really a lot of fun. And, I tried to take the wishes from the session before and and bring things that were creepier and and have a little bit more danger infused yeah. into, into things. Uh, so I'm really glad uh, that that we got to do that. And I would like to, like I'd like to, if the chance came to play again, I'd like to get into much more of the like occult underpinnings that are Ooh, floating yeah. beneath this entire sur- this entire yeah. session. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like what was up with the mother man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Such a mystery. I want to play this with uh, more people or I just hope that more people know what I'm talking about when I say Brindlewood Bay. Because mm-hmm. um, when I explained like, oh, I'm going to be recording on Sunday, I've explained this game to so many people like, you should play it. It's like Golden Girls and you solve mysteries. It's super fun. I would love for, I love Marla Diamond, but I feel like this game in particular, I want to play so many different types of characters because you can yeah, think yeah. so so I think that would be really fun of like exploring different different types of character, especially because the game sets up that you you have so many like jumping off points, which I really like. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I feel like I agree with everything everyone said. And also I sort of one thing I wish about this game is that like I think it's really cool that the clues are so flexible mm-hmm. to like group think. But I also sometimes wish some of the clues had a had a, uh, 
almost gave a little more. I mean, because we there were red herrings and stuff like there, mm-hmm. but I do wish some of the clues had a little more like, like I was actually taking the breadcrumbs following along a path, you know? Because I think sometimes I feel like, oh, well, oh, we can sort of make anything happen here, which is the fun part of it. But that well, halfway through a mystery, you're sort of like, no, I want the truth. Right, you know? right. Mm-hmm. And so there is like a fun, yeah. there's like a fun balancing act that I don't know how to do it. That is like, yeah, make up whatever you want because that's the most fun. That also gets that like sort of dopamine of like, no, you're getting. It's satisfying. Yeah. yeah, you're getting it's it. Piece, you know? Yeah. I, I, think, I think you all put together, like I didn't have any idea what direction you were going to go. With who yeah. was responsible. I thought maybe it was going to end up being Thomas. <laughs> but the fact that you brought Everett into it too was really inspired. And <laughs> I I brought out some of those later clues. Like the last two, the suicide note and the racy Christmas cards. I saw those and I'm like, those are really interesting. I need to give them some context when I present them. Mm. And those really helped bring everything together, I think, for your ultimate solution, which I think is the strength of this game, because there is no defined end point to the mystery. And it's it's your role that depends, because the thing is, the thing that could have been really cool, you put all this together, you're like absolutely sure of it. Say you roll a six. Oh my God. Then (laughs) you're just fucking wrong. Yeah. yeah, you're just wrong about all that. You put all that together, and then the next session is like, wait a second, these plot threads are still hanging because, like in a campaign, right? Those are yeah. those are ongoing story concerns because the yeah. mystery is not solved yet. You oh can still because you can have the rules say you can have multiple ongoing mysteries. Oh, that's so true. like, yeah, I guess I'm talking about that as in, yeah. the, in the frame of like a one-off. But when you're doing multiple games, it just means like, oh, those are still dangling clues that still yeah. can fit into like Damn. a larger pattern. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty cool. Exactly. So, so that's what I think the strength of this game really is. And this yeah, game yeah, is yeah. really, really at its best when you can play multiple sessions of it and you can let that stuff unfold across multiple sessions, uh, which we fun. had a little bit of today because of the previous thing, but right. but not not a ton. Uh, but anyway. Thank you again so much for coming on the show. Uh, If you are listening to this, go check out the stuff that Fortunate Horse does because holy cow, it is some of the best role-playing content that you're going to find out there. It's extremely well acted. It's extremely well produced. It's really, really good. And I am extremely grateful that Tim and Jen and Shan took the time to come and and do this with me. So uh, thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. And Thank play Brindlewood Bay. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> this episode of One Shot features music from the following artists. Christmas Shopping by Adam Sabin. This episode of One Shot was edited and sound designed by Tracy Barnett. You can find more of their work online, anywhere, at The Other Tracy. That's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry, we will be back next week with an all-new series of a game that I have wanted to actually run successfully for a long time, Monsters and Other Childish Things. Design Doc started as a podcast about designing a role-playing game. Over the years, it's turned into so much more. It's a show about the challenges of burnout, making money from creative projects, and what goes into bringing a game to life. 
come along with Hannah and Evan in a living documentation of the game design process. One review described it as the audio equivalent of taking a hike with a good friend. You can search for Design Doc on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. As always, we end one shot with a call to action, and I'm going to once again, heroes, encourage you to go to fivecalls.org, find issues that are important to you, and take some time to call your elected representatives. It is vital that they hear from their actual constituents, regardless of political affiliation, so they know what is important to you, because they work for us. It doesn't always feel that way, I understand, but this is the best way that you can make your voice heard. It doesn't take many phone calls to move the needle on this. It doesn't take much action to actually make your elected representatives know what you want. So take some time, make your phone calls, and try and help things improve whatever way you can. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.